0: This is OnSpot, your weekly spotlight on a Korean term you must know today. Hi everyone, I'm your host, Michael, and before we begin, let's start off with a scenario. Everyone close your eyes and think of the first thing that comes into your head when you think of the word monster. Rawr. Is it a beastly type of monster that lurks in the woods, or is it a spirit, a boogeyman that comes out of your closet at night? Now let's think of one more. You may not have heard of this one, so I'll describe this type of monster. Imagine eyes on a human body so large that it sucks your soul in. A chin so sharp you're afraid it'll slash you in two. A nose sawed right down the midpoint. In Korea, this monster walks among us and it's called... 성게. <feared> in Korea, we have what is called a plastic monster. The word breaks down like this, 성, and short for plastic surgery, and short for "Kemu," monster, a plastic surgery monster. This is a new slang term. To give you a picture of what a song might look like, when someone is singled out, they usually have the doll-like features of a fabricated face. And what I mean by that is you'll usually see large eyes, a small narrow chin, a small head overall, a nice moon-like hairline, and most importantly, their features will look a little bit out of whack. With the increasing accessibility of plastic surgery in Korea for the past decade, decade and a half, has basically created, just like other vices, an addiction, an addiction to plastic surgery, a reliance on plastic surgery to provide a sense of happiness, of acceptance, and of improvement in South Korean society. The same way that you can be addicted to cigarettes or alcohol, we have an addiction to plastic surgery. And obviously, if you are addicted to plastic surgery, if you go too far, you become what others may call a songe, a plastic surgery monster. Someone who has obviously had one or far too many operations done that are visibly noticeable. Whether it's on their body or particularly on their face and on their facial structure if you seem like you've had too much you can be pointed at and called songe. and it's not so rare that if you're on a subway for instance your friend will elbow you and say hey look over there look it's a seonggae it's a girl or a guy who's had a little bit too much work done or somewhere in public space and you walk by and your friend will turn around and say did you see that man did you see her face she's a seonggae she's a plastic monster Now, as you can imagine through my description of how the word is used, it's become a very derogatory term that's very commonly used towards people to put them down because of their looks. It's gotten so bad and people are so self-conscious of being called a songgib, especially because it's so ubiquitous in Korea to have at least a few operations done on your face that when celebrities, for example, are accused of being a plastic monster, of, of being addicted to surgery, They'll go on a tv show just to prove that they're not now to give you a sense of why this is such an extreme charge imagine that you're a person who's accused of being a song imagine you've had One, two, a couple of operations done. You've had those operations because one, you wanted to. Two, you were indirectly pressured by friends, family, general society, that you had to look prettier or better to get ahead in life, to attract other people, to get into better schools, to get a good job. You think that this is a good step for you at a young age as you were developing in society. But then all of a sudden, people turn around, point to you and say, You are a plastic surgery monster, which means two things. One, you're just unattractive. You failed to achieve what you wanted. And two, you're a fool because you've invested so much in your face in your body in order to get ahead. But in actuality, you've made yourself a target. You've made yourself so obviously strange that we can point to you and put you down. Now, what sets this form of shaming apart from other forms, such as fat shaming, for example, making fun of someone who's obese or overweight, is in actuality, it's very hard to determine whether or not someone has had plastic surgery at all. But the use of the word has gotten so extreme that it's so easy to point someone, point to someone you don't like, and without knowing their operational history, to say, you're a plastic monster. You had tons of operations, didn't you? That's why you're pretty, isn't it? It's become a form of attack That has real no basis on anything other than this whole culture of putting someone down based on their looks that's where it comes from and that is fascinating to me because it's fairly straightforward to know that song is plastic monster it's used as a bad term but i wanted to present my findings because as i researched more and more how this term was used where it came from i began to learn of the ways the addiction to this new technology that's really blossomed in the last decade, 15 years in South Korea to the point where the vast majority of Koreans will use and consult plastic surgeons. How the addiction of plastic surgery has really latched on to the Korean population. It's not uncommon to see someone who has tweaked their face and body 20 times, 30 times, 40, 50, 60, over a hundred and even more. The problem with plastic surgery and the way it's advertised in korea is this idea that you can always be prettier you can always look better you can always become more handsome your face can be a bit smaller your eyes can be a bit larger and that can easily spiral out of control and so in korea now we have this scenario where we have this first world addiction just like drug addiction food addiction, we have this new technique that has really taken root in South Korea in the past couple decades, and now we have to deal with it. At this point, we deal with the problem mostly with talk shows and small documentaries looking at the problem, but in in terms of an effectual way to educate children about what's going to happen if they actually undergo an operation. The same way we have sexual education in the US, we have drug-based education in the US, we have nutritional education in the US, so that when students become independent adults, they can make smart decisions. They know that drugs can lead to addiction. They know that too much food without exercise can lead to deteriorated health. And in a country like Korea, how are we going to be dealing with plastic addiction? How do we make sure and educate the successive generations that this addiction is real and there are ways that we must be able to regulate it? That is the issue of Songge today. So thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Huntspot. And as always, join our discussion on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash And be sure to check out all of our episodes, Huntspot and House, at soundcloud.com slash where you can download all the episodes for free. This is Michael from Huntspot, spotlighting Korean culture today.